0: Welcome to Journey with Duriska. I want to take a moment to say thank you to each and every one of you who are taking time out to listen to this podcast today. I greatly appreciate it. And again, thank you. Today's topic is racism. Yeah, you heard. You heard it correctly. Racism. A lot of people don't want to hear about racism because they don't believe it exists in America today. It's 2020. You have a bachelor's degree. You get to go to some of the best schools in America. There's no racism. You drive a Mercedes. You make good money. Racism ain't about money. Racism is not about money. It's about the color of our skin. It's about the fact that me being a black woman, I'm a threat. I am not allowed to have an opinion because if I have an opinion, I'm an angry black woman. My son is a threat. At 11 years old, he's a threat because of the color of his skin. Brown and black boys and men are not allowed to be seen as human Because of the color of their skin. They're not allowed to go for jogs. They're not allowed to go to the gym. They're not allowed to go to the park. They're not allowed to just be men and boys. Because their skin color is a threat. Central Park Karen. Let's start with her first of all. This is exactly how Emmett Till ended up dead. Because some white woman thought it was okay to lie. To lie. At, on a 14 year old. And then later on, wanna say, yeah, I lied, and no consequence. Imagine if those police officers would have came out when Central Park Karen called talking about an African-American. And and she stressed that. Because she knew if I say that he's black, if I say he's African-American, then they're going to get him. They're going to get him. But luckily for this man... Who was in the park bird watching? Luckily for him, he recorded it, he stayed calm, and he did what he was supposed to do to stay alive, to go home to his wife and his children if he had them. Then she wants to apologize, and there's no excuse. She knew what she was doing. She knew that if those cops came. They would have dealt with that black man. It furiates me. That people think. That racism is dead. Wake up. America racism is not dead it's alive and it's like a cancer eating away at our country dividing our country and police brutality hmm. to watch a video of a man saying, I can't breathe. And a police officer's knee in his neck, hands in his pocket, like he don't give a damn. That furiates me. Because I have black nephews, a black son, black brothers, black boyfriend. My father is black. Black. And I have to worry every single day when they leave their homes, when they leave their space to go out into the world. I have black male friends, black coworkers, whose wives, girlfriends, mothers, daughters, sons, worry about them as well. The difference in white mothers and black mothers is that a white mother never has to worry about telling her white son don't make any sudden moves yes sir no sir don't disrespect that police officer if he stops you you do what he tells you she doesn't and i don't care what white women says they do because you don't I have to tell my 11-year-old son, if you're outside playing and I'm inside the house and a cop stops you, keep your hands out of your pocket, Eli. Don't be disrespectful. You say yes, sir, no, sir. when I have to look at my 11-year-old son and tell him, always do the right thing when you're outside and you're around a police officer because I just want you to come home. Yes, he should always do the right thing whether I'm there or not. But why is it not okay for him to be a child and just grow up in a place where His skin color is not a threat. At 11, I should not have to have a talk with my son about this kind of hatred. Black and brown girls and boys should be able to grow up and not worry about being killed in their own home playing video games with their aunties and brothers and sisters, or even sleep in their own bed. Tamir Rice should be alive today because when I was nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, I was playing cops and robbers with my brother and my friends and we weren't shot and killed. I was able to walk to a corner store like Trayvon Martin and buy some candy and a drink and walk home. But he didn't make it home because of the color of his skin. Why is it okay for this police officer? As a matter of fact, every last one of them, all four of them are murderers because if I walk into the store with three friends one steals something we're all going to jail one kills somebody we're all going to jail but this man can put his knee in a in the neck of a black man doesn't even crack a smile the look in his eye says I can do this The look in his eyes said hatred. This man has his hand in his pocket like it's like he's chilling. And George is crying out, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Black lives. Matter. I don't want to hear you say all lives matter. If they did, then I wouldn't be talking to you about this topic today. Why is it that it's almost normal? It's becoming normal to watch. My black brothers, my brown bl- brothers, and my brown and black sisters be murdered. Be murdered. And it feels like it's happening every single day, doing every day activity. What happened to innocent till proven guilty? And here you have white Men and women with rifles on their back. Standing in front of government buildings because you feel you're entitled for this country to open back up when people are dying of a a disease that can't really be cured quick enough. You're entitled. You think it revolves around you that you could put others' lives in danger during a pandemic. All because you don't want to stay home no more. But they're not being tear gassed. It's okay for them. But when a black man or a brown man is killed and we protest, y'all have tear gas. And it becomes like, like you guys become savages ready to kill another one. And I don't mean to generalize because I know that there are good people um, who don't look like me. You know, there are good people out there who are white. But what are you doing with your white privilege? What are you doing with your white privilege? Because you have it. White privilege is not about money and how much education you have. And it's not about that. White privilege is about your color getting you out of anything pretty much we are tired black people are tired brown people are tired we're exhausted I'm scared for my father. I'm scared for my brothers and my nephews and my sons. I'm scared for my boyfriend. I'm scared for my brother-in-laws. I'm scared for my family. I'm scared for my friends, my coworkers. I'm scared for their husbands and their sons. We need a change. We have to keep fighting for our rights, for equality. And the sad part is the guy in the White House, he doesn't care. He doesn't care, not about my people or our communities. Being a police officer is not about power. It's about protecting and serving your community. You shouldn't be a police officer if you don't give a damn about the black lives that you have to serve and protect. Because you're not doing it. You're taking lives did George Floyd really have to die over bad check? I'm pretty sure there's a white woman somewhere who's written a bad check. I'm pretty sure there's other black folks who have written a black bad check. Did he have to die? It's disgusting. It is disgusting to have to watch and hear people tell you he can't breathe. He can't breathe. A grown man crying, telling you he can't breathe. And he's crying for his mother. And you act like you don't give a damn. It angers me. It infuriates me. But we need a change. America needs a change. The laws need to change. The way you police people of color differently needs to change. the disrespect that we get. Don't be surprised when we start fighting back. Because you come up into my home unannounced. As a matter of fact, you come into the wrong home unannounced. We have the right to protect our families, our children. The fact that you bust down Breonna Taylor's door and you're at the wrong house. That's what makes it even worse is that you're at the wrong house. You shoot and kill this woman. And then you want to arrest her, her, her boyfriend for protecting his home. it saddens me that we're we're not equal we're not treated as equals i wake up every day feed my child get him off to school go to work come home, make sure homework's done, make sure dinner's cooked, make sure my house is clean, my bills are paid, just like the white mother, just like the white father. But still, the color of my skin is a threat. My son has to work extra hard to prove that he's good enough. Why? Because of the color of his skin. And that is not fair. Our children should be able to grow up and not be a threat because of the color of their skin. They should be able to listen to their music as loud as they want to and not be scared of being killed because a white man feels threatened by his music. Too many of our children are dying. Too many of our husbands and loved ones and fathers and brothers are dying. All because you're threatened by the beauty of their skin. Where do we go from here? What's next? Where does our fight begin? And where does our fight end? I don't know about you, but I pray for my father and my brothers, my uncles, my cousins, my sons, my nephews, my boyfriend, I pray for those that I work with, those men who are family men, who are sons. I pray for those black and brown men across the country who who are killed every single day. I pray for those black and brown men who just want to go to work to provide for their families and come home, who work hard to drive nice cars, who work hard to live in nice neighborhoods, but because there are people out there who feel like we don't deserve nice things, like that car's too nice for you to drive, that house is too nice for you to live in. I don't know about you, but I know that we as a people have to fight. We have to teach our children that they are good enough. That the color of their skin is not a punishment. The color of their skin is beautiful. And those people who call the police just because they know that they have that power, they need to be punished. They need to be punished. Excuse me. They need to be punished. Every time you make a phone call to the police and you're lying because you want to use your white privilege, You need to be locked up. Not just lose your job, but you need to pay for that. There should be consequences. There should be consequences. Racism is not easy to talk about. It it really isn't. I have white friends and I have other, you know, people that I am I'm cool with who who are not who are white and they have black friends. But it has to be talked about. Cuz if we don't talk about it, we can't fix the problem. We can't fix the problem. We're tired of waking up every day wondering who's next. We're tired of waking up every day wondering if our loved ones are coming home safely. America, we have a problem, and the black and brown community need it fixed. We need that problem fixed, and it needs to get fixed fast.